I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I can learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. The Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show contains explicit language and is intended for mature audiences only. But just because you're mature doesn't mean you can't be a little naughty. Hey, kids. It's Monday night. Raw is over, and your mom keeps yelling at you to stop playing with yourself. What are you going to do? You could call me Big Pussy. Well... Turn those frowns upside down, because it's time for the Minority Report. Hosted by Anthony DeBlasi and all the WrestlingNews.com crew. Just, I look at you as all co-hosts of mine and all inferior. The number one wrestling show on the internet, providing you with coverage of WWE. TNA, recaps, rumors, and news concerning all your heroes of wrestling. Pro Wrestling Sports sucks the cock of Ring of Honor <laughs> so hard that my balls hurt. Ring of Honor cronies all feel wanted because they're in an extended family. Fuck all of you! Suck my dick! <laughs> also, make sure to catch the Masked Maniac Show. Doing controversial interviews with some of the industry's hottest wrestlers. And if you're listening to this show live, instead of watching live UFC on Spike TV, well then you're either a stupid mark, or your name is Lindsey Book and you got huge knockers. So tune in to the Minority Report and the Masked Maniac Show. Only at wrestling-news.com. We don't want to be first. We want to be right. The model was 15 years old. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, For those listening live, thank you for being patient for those extra seven minutes. We had a little technical difficulty, but we are here as always. And that intro was a little old school, Mish. To think about that intro was made almost fifth. 15 years yeah. ago. Unbelievable. <laughs> I still hey, What intro is that? What intro is that? Oh, it's one of the oh, old minority know. reports. It's it, oh, put it this way. The reason why I played it is because of the catchphrase that I've been saying since 1997 that we don't want to be first. We want to be right. And we got proven again this weekend with the Corey Graves, Carmella. Whoa. Crap. Oh, my God. It, I, it, it's, it's a train wreck. And seriously, you know, I wrote this on Twitter. And, you know, usually when I say fuck you, I'll joke and I'll say, oh, I say it with love and this, this and that. No, I really mean it this time. I, I mean, it's just ridiculous at the level of bullshit that you see online right now. the One of the biggest, and this just goes to prove to everyone out there that 
so many people online do not have solid relationships. A majority of these morons that you see writing this stuff, saying this stuff, they don't have relationships. They don't have fucking anything serious. And one of the biggest misconceptions about dating before a divorce is final is when two people are in the process of getting divorced. You know, if if one of the spouses starts to date someone else, the other spouse starts to get this misconception that because that person's dating someone else, they likely were cheating before the divorce even, you know, proceedings even began. And that's pretty much, in my, in my opinion, what happened with Corey Graves. But people online jumped at the gossip, exaggerated, assumed, sensationalized. And the, not only were they all proven wrong, but this is a personal goddamn relationship between a husband and wife are in the process of getting divorced. And the only real relationship that a majority of these morons on live have is either the hands or in the case of females, electric toothbrushes. That's their relationship. The hands and their toothbrushes. Men and women alike. I read shit being stirred from men, from women, the moral police, the social justice warriors. And I'm saying to myself, what the fuck are you basing this on? You're basing it on, uh, and I'm not trying to besmirch the spouse of Corey Graves. It's human emotion. You're getting divorced with to someone, and now that person is moved on to date someone else all these thoughts go in your head was he cheating on me before was he going with Carmela before we filed for or, or started looking to be to divorce each other they started d looking to divorce each other four five six months ago so all of these fucking people jumped the gun once again and they deserve it. They deserve all the bullshit that they're getting right now. Even with that story about that guy that claimed at 3 o'clock in the morning, people put a fucking noose over his head and dropped bleach on him and this, this, and that. I never, I never said a word up until now. But as soon as I heard that, I said, you know what? Anything is possible, you know, with assault. Crazy shit has happened, but also Tawana Brawley has happened. And also there are people out there, and then you look at all the details behind it, and then you find out that, you know, they allegedly one of these people bought a fucking rope at a Home Depot weeks before. And who the fuck at 3 o'clock in the morning is going to be walking around with a noose and bleach and hoping to God that some, you know, black homosexual from a movie set it's going to happen to be walking down the street. I mean, you look at all that stuff. It's just really hard to believe if they would have randomly picked him because he was black. That's different. But when he immediately said that they said to him, oh, it's about his TV show or whatever. What did he well, have? They said, it was, they said it was Magna Country. No, no. But they also said they said, fuck his show. It, this is Magna Country. This guy's fucking walking around in 15 degree weather. What, what would he have a fucking <laughs> studio jacket on that had the name of his show? Did he have By fucking. The way, when, when is Subway open after 11 o'clock at night? It's, it's not here in New York. It's, it's just up at it, 9 it, people out there. You saw AJ Styles write it you see people in regular news write it everybody races to be first everybody wants to get the likes on twitter it's a goddamn drug everybody's got to make it and i'm and i'm looking at this and i said this earlier you know 
I do joke on Twitter. I do make sarcastic remarks. I will criticize things. But when I see people writing 10, 15, 20, 30 tweets about things that they despise, it's no longer, you don't like something. Because I don't like the Kardashians. You don't see me writing about them. I don't like Jersey Shore. You don't see me writing about them. I don't like country music. You don't see me writing about them. I don't like fucking you know, MLW. You don't see me writing about them. All right. When I see people writing 10, 20, 30, 40 tweets about something they don't like, that is now some type of an emotional disorder in their brain that they have to get the like. They have to get the retweet. They got to get the response back. And when I read that stuff, I'm like, do these people even take a step back and say to themselves, I'm not 19 years old anymore. I'm not 20 years old on a Friday night and everybody else is getting late and I'm home watching fucking cartoons. These are grown adults doing this stuff. <coughs> and it is sick. It is sick. It is fucking this Corey Graves Carmella thing. Believe me, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to have fun with it. I wanted to get into it. But I also took a step back and said, wait a minute. You know, what are we basing this on? Really, what exactly are we basing this on? And then once people started digging a little bit further, you realize that this is just people trying to connect dots, trying sure. to, and all of this emotional statements about Corey Graves being a piece of shit and this, this, and that. You don't you worry about your own fucking relationships. Well, but that's what people are doing, DT. They're, they're quantifying what happened between Corey Graves and his wife in their own lives. That's where a lot of this comes from. It comes from this armchair kind of psychology where it's like people have, a lot of people know what it's like to be cheated on and a lot of people know what it's like to cheat, mm. you know, and especially when you throw in things like the kids. I mean, he does have three kids and all of a sudden, you know, that there might've been speculation that he was with Carmela and Carmela happens to be the little girl's hero. And right. it's, 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 you know, you do have to step back and look at the whole picture. I totally agree. But there are some instances of this where it's just kind of bad form. I mean, even in the in the uh, Instagram posts where uh, her and Corey Graves were talking and Corey said, you got to pull this shit down or WWE is going to sue you. And she turns around and goes, I don't fucking care. Yeah. You know, and then he's like, oh, you're crazy. Like, you're crazy right now. And then he goes on later on in that same conversation to talk like suicidal thoughts. Yeah. And you look at her original thing where she was saying, you know, before all this, she was even saying, you know, I've been through all these uh, uh, suicide attempts and alcoholism with him and everything else like that. Yeah. And it's just, it, it seems like it's a bad thing that he immediately went to a suicidal attempt after talking about, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like it's almost a control device. I don't pattern, know. Pattern, pattern, yeah. 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 Joey called it something yesterday. He called it uh, gaslighting or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, that's that's some weird stuff. Like, I can't judge the relationship, but if you just take into account what you see in front of your face, it's kind of like, well, that's not a good human trait. No, but can I can I just also say, why the fuck is all that shit out there? Because she put it out there, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. No. No. I totally. Exactly. She absolutely fucking aired out the dirty laundry. Exactly. Totally did. Exactly. It just again, you know, he sounds lower. I, I, I you're a little low now. Yeah, I, I, I purposely put myself lower for a minute. I'm doing a little, little bit of audio adjustments over here. You okay, should hit okay. me fine right now. Not yet, yeah. yeah, it's just the wife. I'm not going to criticize her because you got to understand something. I compare it 
to you you can't just look at it as Hollywood. This isn't fucking, you know, a Hollywood reality TV show we're, we're doing over here. We're talking about a wife that is disgruntled. Think Bray Wyatt, great example. Bray Wyatt, estranged from his wife, starts going with fucking JoJo. And then what does the wife do? The wife starts thinking that, did he cheat on me before he was looking to break up and this, this, and that? And then she starts throwing stuff out there, putting pictures of them with the kids and all that stuff yeah. to make him look like the biggest dirtbag around. Look, if you look at the world, I mean, divorce is a very common thing. It sucks to have happened, but it is a common it's thing. Ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly most of the time. You don't have to be a celebrity for it to be ugly. But when right. you are a celebrity, then spouses that feel extremely burned, look what you did to my kids. Look what you did to us. Look what you did to our future. Look what you did. Look, you embarrassed right. me in front oh, of no, everything. I totally agree. But I mean, clearly you're, you're in the right here because, I mean, if you think about it, he was already in the process of getting a divorce for right. months and before this even came down. So, yeah, there was a reason he wanted to get away from her, period. And, and every single person online that prejudged Corey Graves, that acted like they knew everything and anything about this relationship and the breakup, seriously, Every single one of you needs to look in the goddamn mirror and worry about your own backyard and stop with this fucking writing and making social statements and preaches and bashing and this, this and that because you look like people can't stand me. People can't stand me because I don't just you know, put shit in people's face. I rub it in and I will fucking keep rubbing it in. And it must really piss people off that over and over and over and over and over again, you, you always find that our show, me, all of us, we tend to never, ever jump the gun Ever not with AEW, not with fucking Uso being arrested, not with fucking anything. The Jeff Hardy incident. Every fucking time, over and over and over again, we don't jump the gun, and it must piss people off out there because they're just clamoring, waiting. CDT, you opened your mouth. You talked about Corey. You joked about this. You made your your statement. You felt it, and you were fucking way. We net. I just. I'm, everybody has to get their two cents put in. You all, and I'm not talking about our listeners. This is just addressed to every fucking whack job on social media that comes across my wall or other people's walls that I happen to see. You all are a bunch of fucking whack jobs. Every single person that opened up their mouth that fucking thought they knew it all, you fucking all are a bunch of whack jobs. When I say go get laid, when I say mateless social media simpletons, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's well, you know, I'll stop. Let me, can I say something? Yeah. As far as the Corey Graves, I I still don't think we know everything, but regardless, I agree with both what you guys are saying. I mean, I made a little you know crash joke about it but nothing too crazy mostly just a haha i didn't know anything about it so i really couldn't comment on it actually i said i felt uncomfortable commenting about it because i didn't know i don't know if Corey wife's is crazy or he's crazy or he's put her through so much shit that she just found the only means of fighting back 
was to go to social media. I don't know if it's a Bray Wyatt situation. It's a repetitive thing. It happens all the time. But the DT would be like, you know, like I said, just hypothetically, it would be like if you started up with one of your secretaries. It's like if I started (laughs) up with one of the the barmaids or bartenders or Mish started up with someone he met in radio. It's going to the our significant others are going to want to put the fucking big time because they feel betrayed. And you don't feed into that. Look at Seth Rollins. He had the breakup. The person puts his nudes on on fucking social media. Yeah, it's nothing like a woman scorned. You guys have heard it before. And the reason Mm -hmm. why this keeps continuing is because the fucking wife of Corey Graves, the fucking wife of Bray Wyatt, they see all the attention and all the bashing that Seth Rollins got because of the nudes being put. That's the revenge. See, because of social media, no, no one anymore can just suck it up. That it's like, okay, look, you got burned, your spouse cheated on you, your spouse mm-hmm. fell out of love with you, you have to suck it up, file for divorce, and move on with your lives, and be the role model for your kids. Because of social media, that is no longer acceptable. Everybody's got to get the last laugh. Everybody's got to get the last dig. Corey Graves, you fucking ruined my life by leaving me. I'm going to attempt to ruin yours by putting all of this crazy shit on the internet, and one happens every fucking whack job out there runs with it talks about it writes about it gives their own views on it and this fucking woman is looking back and watching all this and having a mindgasm she's having a mental orgasm saying look at the fucking crap i'm putting him through right now look at all these fucking geeks online that are ripping them apart yeah 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 and and this is why it keeps happening and all these fucking people out there, you every time shit like this happens, you prove my point of what I say over and over again. Every single one of you that fucking did that shit, look, cracking a joke is different. He's, he's a public figure. You crack right. a joke, totally understandable. When you had these people going on these tirades, writing in oh, this news. Oh, there was people fi- following the wife and everything else like that. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Well, oh, she got abused. You guys, don't don't kid yourself. She got abused, too, that she shut down her uh, Instagram at one point. Yeah. Then when she came back up, all she was posting was they have a son named Cash, and he's uh, in wrestling tournaments, kind of like Reed Flair used to do. And yeah. she was she was uh, posting this is what matters, and all she was posting about was uh, Cash's tournament, like that he was in, and didn't even mention. Ignore it her, again. ignore her, yeah. did ignore her, it, it just ignore her. They, they both put each other through they, shit. They, they, they be both. honest. Yeah, they, divorce they, is never one, or um, divorce is usually not one sided. Mm-hmm. This doesn't seem to be the case of a one sided divorce. This seems to be the case of two people that once upon a time loved each other, had three kids and a family. And in the end, for whatever reasons, it doesn't fucking work out. Well, like I, I have said for, for 21 years now, you know, relationships and wrestling do not work out um, quite often. You're on the road all of those days. You get lonely. You start, you know, being with your employees more than your own relationships. And then the employees have similar interests as you. And then, you know, just people fall out of love. Divorce is not regulated mostly to entertainers, athletes, and fucking movie stars. It happens in real life. But again, you know, it's just everything that's going on out there. You know, I feel bad for Corey Graves. Honestly, with all of this, I feel bad for Corey Graves. Nobody wants to see anybody get divorced, but 
That fucking happens. All right, and to see her putting this stuff online, I don't want to criticize her because she's scorned and she's hurt and she's devastated and she doesn't know what to tell her kids. The fucking thing about Carmella being a role model is nonsense because you have your kid being, you know, looking up to a fucking girl that is good friends with your husband, you know, that's kind of kind of dopey if but you ask my honest I'm sure opinion. Nobody knew at the time yeah. that no. Carmella was his <clears throat> his girlfriend. No. I mean, She's getting heat for no reason, Carmella. And I don't I'm not a fan of Carmella. I can't I'm right. not interested right. in her work on TV, but there is zero reason why she should be getting any type of criticism right now. And to see these fucking SJWs and this is just going off. It, there's a lot of fucking messed up people out there. Social media has fucking ruined a lot of people. Seriously, that's like, you know, you're replacing fucking, <clears throat> this is your drug. This is your drug. Let me fucking well, it, bash these people and let me make statements. No, I agree. But even, uh, And listen, even if Carmela was a reason for them getting divorced, and we don't know that she was or wasn't yet, Carmela's been split from, what's his name, Big Cass for, what, about a year and a half now, guys? Maybe yeah. a little longer? Um, there could have been something going on underlying thing that that why she she targeted Carmela, and I think that video of Carmela months ago making that thing for her kid was kind of crazy. Well, that goes on, online, that, yeah. that goes to what I said. You know, you yeah. look at divorce lawyers one hundred and one. The biggest misconception about dating someone before your divorce is final is that almost every time the estranged spouse. The estranged spouse believes, starts to believe that because that person is dating someone else, that that person could have done it before they started looking to divorce each other. Well, we don't know if they and did or didn't. You proved my point. You proved my point. Because we don't know what the fuck are people writing and saying this shit online for. <clears throat> we don't know. Exactly. We don't know. And let's say it's a Corey Graves got a lot of heat from a lot of people anyway. So some people, you know, took... Uh, like, you know, some sort of uh, thrill in his misery, which I, I don't hate him. I don't have anything against him. And I don't know the wife. She looks pretty good. Like I said, to have three kids with somebody being in a relationship with somebody for 11 years, there had to be something good going there in the beginning. And it is, uh, and you guys know, too, you know, the way it works, man. If the, the woman stands by him when he was a loser, he wasn't doing anything, that's why she feels so fucking scorned. Because I had heard the same thing, too, when he didn't know before he was an announcer he had uh, i had heard that he was like a suicidal type of guy who's so depressed wanted to kill himself so she probably you know nursed him back to health and feels like this motherfucker now he's like successful famous and now he's out the door again that's between them i always felt uncomfortable talking about stuff like this and you're right bray never wound up saying anything and we never knew the bray story because he never had a side of the story so we don't I, we, we never knew maybe we shouldn't know you know what i mean unless they're on tv together and they're a couple and then you know, through that outlet. But other than that, we know nothing about Mrs. Graves. We don't zero. We don't know if she nursed him back to health. We don't know if, you know, we don't know nothing. And just what I saw going on, and I'll admit, I was not online for a majority of this weekend. I would, this fucking antibiotics that I'm on, I'm going to see my doctor tomorrow morning to see if they could put me on something else because it's just, you know, I don't even want to explain what's been going on over here. But, you know, I would, you know, you know, jump in, spin online for a few minutes, see what's going on. You know, two, I'm up for two hours. I'm passed out for two hours. I'm up for an hour. I'm asleep for three hours. So it's it's been, it's hit me pretty good. But, um, 
you know, from what I saw, it was just like, you know, what's going on with these people? I'm like, you don't know. And even the thing with Jimmy Uso, I guess we could segue to that. And then we'll, yeah, we we'll talk a little bit about Raw. I should have let everyone know right at the get-go that last night, Kevin and I did almost 70 minutes of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view recap. That is available on a separate download. For those listening live, you will get that immediately after tonight's live show. That is the reason why you're not hearing any Elimination Chamber discussion tonight. We're pretty much just going to talk about Raw and a few other topics going on. But um, even with Jimmy Uso, all right, uh, <laughs> Over the weekend, uh, well, right before the weekend, Jimmy Uso was arrested. Uh, what right. it transpired that we know for sure from the police report, from the police report, I need to stress from the police report, is that uh, it appears Naomi was driving the wrong way on a one-way street. Cops saw it. Cop pulled them over. Okay, Naomi, uh, contrary to what some people guessed online, there's no reports, there's no nothing documented in writing that Naomi was drinking. However, Jimmy Uso, they had a, 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 a you know, the I guess the smell of alcohol, or they thought that he might have been drinking. It is not illegal to be drinking and sitting in the passenger seat of someone's car. All right, so basically what happened was, is that he got uh, angry at the officer, basically got out of the car, took off his shirt, and confronted the officer. There was no punches thrown. He, the <clears throat> officer showed his taser that he was going to tase him if he did not you know, regain his composure. He did regain his composure, but the cops still arrested him for disorderly conduct and obstruction. All right, so now that's pretty much what we know, nothing else. Now... Again, this is why people really need to do some research before you you jump the gun on things. Some fucking matarats that you know, like moonlights for a little bit with TMZ and does a little bit of work for Fox News, like an entertainment reporter. You know, he you know decides he's going to throw the AEW comment in with the same article that a lot of wrestlers have been in. But the, the funny thing about it is, is that somewhere in the article, it said that uh, a source close to WWE says that Naomi and Jimmy are trying to get themselves fired. And this may get them over the top. Now, <clears throat> just to, again, for everyone out there, just because you write for a particular website, that fucking Matarad, Zimbabwe, whatever his name was last week, he writes for Forbes. That all of a sudden means that this guy's... Any one of us could become a writer for any of these fucking websites if you want to submit a resume and put something online to write little columns and stuff like that. Any one of us could get that. All right? right. This fucking idiot to turn around and say, well, the, a source close to WWE. You see the difference between ESPN and Fox News or ESPN mm. and Forbes and ESPN and all these other fucking moron websites out there. Here's the difference. You see ESPN today reported DX are going into the WWE Hall of Fame? Right. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about that in a moment. WWE gave that to ESPN. Okay, ESPN received word from WWE. Sources within WWE that DX is going into the Hall of Fame. Notice the word close. What the fuck does that mean? A source close to WWE. 
if you are a wrestler within WWE, you are within WWE. If Maybe it was somebody standing outside the building. But you see what I'm saying? You got to pay attention <laughs> to words close to WWE. What does that even mean? A source close to WWE. And someone who's sleeping with Corey Graves. It's just, again, <laughs> you, you pay attention to the words written. All right. This idiot writes a source close to WWE, says they want to get fired. Just think about that. Oh, uh, oh this will get us over the top. This will get us fired for sure. Motherfucker, she could lose her license. You could lose your license. You already had fucking DWI several years ago. You were alleged of having a second DWI. Fuck losing your job for WWE. You can fucking, you know, have a criminal record. Go to jail and fucking... This is just nonsense. It's nonsense. And quite honestly, we don't know why. Jimmy Uso snapped at this officer, but someone close to the situation I was talking to online said to me that the cop was acting like a total asshole and was really giving a lot of heat to Naomi, that it was a one-way street, that there were no other cars coming by, and the cop was being overly, you know, I don't want to say aggressive towards Naomi, but, you know, like really being nasty to her. And he got pissed off, and he's like, yo, step off. I don't... I. I've always said, no matter how much of an asshole a cop is, unfortunately, that officer, you know, is the law. And sometimes you got to just swallow your pride, shut your fucking mouth. As Elias says, keep your mouth closed, shut your mouth, and fucking just, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir, no, sir, until they fucking leave. So do I blame Jim Uso? for getting pissed off if someone is acting nasty towards my wife, even though my wife went down a wrong, the wrong way in a one-way street? Sure. I don't I don't have a problem with Jimmy Uso at all for defending his wife. The flip side, though, you got to keep your mouth shut when, when it comes to cops because you ain't going to win that argument. No matter what you do, all right, maybe you'll get laid later on in the night. Oh, honey, you were so impressive. You stuck up for me. You even went to jail. Pull your pants down, motherfucker. You, that's that's the, o- <laughs> the that's the only way. That's the only way Jimmy Uso wins that night. And that's every good other sexy talk. No. Pull your pants down, motherfucker. <laughs> Is that the cops saying that to him? Or the- no, but seriously, <laughs> you cannot win. I I have my ninety-one Lincoln Mark Seven. I have been pulled over from the cops six times. All right. Six times. I've been pulled over from the cops six times. Two times I was accused of speeding. Three times they accused me of having illegal tint. One time they just pulled me over just to pull me over. And I will never forget one one time the fucking cop in Howard Beach, the fucking Guido Guinea bastard. He as long pulled, as they didn't say pull down your pants, motherfucker. No, no, he pulled me over and he said I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. And I said Officer, with all due respect, I had a horrible accident in 96. I wear my seatbelt not because I have to, but because I need to. He said, you were not wearing your seatbelt. I saw the metal buckles shining through your window. As soon as I heard that, I knew he was lying. 
So I told him, I said, officer, with all due respect, my seatbelt, when it retracts, it goes between the two windows, the side window and the back window. He had me get out of the car, and I'll, and I'll never forget it. He's standing there with his fucking Asian partner, the, the, the fucking other police officer. <laughs> no, I'm painting a picture. There was a, 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 a white Jersey Shore-looking Italian cop and an Asian cop. <laughs> was, was, were you a sort of Y-E-5-0? Why, why, do, why do people get mad when I said the Asian cop, but you didn't get mad when no, I said was, the Italian it cop? Funny, oh, it's funny. No, I'm talking about really chat room. Yeah. I'm talking about oh, chat room. Oh, no, but the, the, cop, the cop has me get out, and the fucking Guido cop is taking the seatbelt. He pulls the, the strap out, and he lets it go to see where it ends up. And sure enough, boom, it ends up between the two the, the two mirror, the two uh, windows. Pulls it out again, boom, puts it back, falls between the... You don't see the buckle. He did it like five times. He looks at his Asian cop, and the Asian cop is like... Uh, this is this is on you, <laughs> you know. It's up to you. This is your call, and the guy, and the guy, and the. Well, oh, I I know people expected me to say this is your call. This is your call. You do what you want to do. Is that is that better, everyone? No, but the end result was oh, you the got, guy. You got to use the weighted Asian. You got to do the. Mm, this is your call. <laughs> Mr. Fuji. I don't know. I think he may be telling truth. Uh, oh, oh, oh. I sound like Asian Triple H. Uh. <laughs> By the way, uh, I know people uh, were angry uh, at the Lafayette, Louisiana crowd. Uh. I did my research tonight. Uh, and the last time uh, Raw was in Lafayette uh, is when Samoa Joe had to pull apart with Brock Lesnar. Mm. And if you skim through that episode of Raw, with the exception of the pull apart, uh, the crowd was then in 2017. Uh, so WWE doesn't realize uh, sometimes. Can you do they like the whole show like that? <laughs> yeah, 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 please. WWE had a show in Lafayette in 2017 and it's weird how I remembered it because I had ordered bed sheets for my bed in my house I ordered from Beth Bed and Beyond or Macy's or something and they advertised one day service so I said yeah why not because my sheets got holes in it and I, I, was, I think I was going to get laid that night for my girlfriend I wanted nice clean sheets on the bed so I did same day delivery and I said okay deliver it to my office the motherfucker didn't show up at my office until like 10 to 8 at night by the time I got home, I, I turn on Raw, and all of a sudden I see a pull-apart between Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar. That's how I always remember that episode. It's the night that, you know, my sheets. But I, I panned and skimmed through that episode tonight, and the crowd was dead for about 90% of Raw back then. And I'm saying to myself, you know, not for nothing, I was excited to see Ricochet tonight on Raw. I was excited to see Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano. I was I was excited to see all of them on Raw tonight. Alistair Black. The problem is, and we've talked about it before, the 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 audience that watches NXT is very very small compared to the WWE universe. And what it felt like tonight was. Uh, you know, we don't have Lesnar. Rollins is not wrestling. You know, the Becky experiment last week on Raw didn't work in the ratings. We don't have this. We don't have that. So we'll bring up four or five NXT guys to give them a little bit of a rub. And I'm sorry, that Lafayette crowd, 
they really don't give two shits right now about Alistair Black, about Ricochet, about fucking Tommaso Ciampa, Jardy Gargano. Yes, they are talented, and yes, they are future stars. You know, but you don't fucking have people who are going there thinking, oh, Brock Lesnar's going to be on Raw tonight. Oh, Seth Rollins is going to be on Raw tonight. Not just a backstage promo. Oh, we're going to get this. Oh, we're going to get that. Oh. And then instead, you got fucking Dosevic, Gargano, Ciampa, Revival. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> happened to debuting guys like either in their hometown or in really hot cities? Like I thought that that Thank was like the, the, the formula was that if you really want to debut somebody hot, you bring them to a city that you know is hot. Not to Lafayette, whatever. Right. I mean, you basically put on half of an NXT show tonight. Lots of women. You know, yes, the crowd was dead. All right. But at the same time, though, look, you know, Sasha, Bailey, tag champs, you know, we've been pretty much, you know, calling that for a while. And it is, you know, a landmark for women's wrestling. But not for nothing. The ratings have not reflected that women's wrestling all of a sudden is in crazy ass demand. And, you know, when Sasha and Bailey come out there, you know, did you did anybody pay attention at how light do you deserve a chance are, you know, and, and it's and it was sad because you could see Sasha Banks waiting Waiting. It reminded me of that promo that uh, Ty Dillinger did a couple of years ago. They, there was somebody being interviewed, and he entered the picture. And I think Rich Swan did this once also. I think we made fun of Rich Swan more than anything. There was like a backstage interview segment. Then Rich Swan entered the picture, and he looked up. Because that's what they do when they wait for the immediate crowd reaction. When you are now in front of the camera, they expect a huge pop. So he looks up, waiting to hear the crowd reaction, and there was none. Mm-hmm. And he's just standing there, and he looked like a deer in headlights. And she's just standing there, waiting, waiting, saying to herself, okay, crowd, louder, you deserve it. Motherfuckers, we deserve it. Motherfucker, it's history. Motherfucker, you you have no idea what we did to get to this point. You don't know what we did to get to this level. You know what we did? I sound like Mike Tyson gay. You know what we did? Yeah, we know that you buy we don't even fucking need to hear it every week. We're making history. We're changing the world. Motherfucker, you, you know, how's about just entertaining me? This is an entertainment company. Change the yeah. world, fucking go to schools, go see cancer people, go to fucking countries, do appearances, show that women could do it. But when you're on between 8 and 11, entertain me, motherfucker. Stop with these social justice statements. And the best was Nia Jax. Yeah. Nia Jax, who I defend up and down the road. Mm-hmm. Why she I comes out that? and she says, stop, just Stop. Stop. Just stop. It sounds like it's like a chant. Stop. Just stop. Stop. Just stop. And what what did she do? She said that after fucking Sasha Banks' music hits. You don't tell someone to stop after they stopped, nitwit. (laughs) Go back and watch it again. They cut the promo. They're waiting for the reaction. They cut the promo. We're making history. We're changing the world. We're changing this. We're changing that. And then the music hits. They're about to leave. Stop. Just stop. I think think what's actually happening here is the amazing promo skills of Tamina Snuka is actually starting to rub off on Maya. (laughs) I think that's what's going on here. See, it's it's a work of art there, DT. It's 
It's really a wonderful thing to watch. She is something. <laughs> it's so bad, man. I know it's history, and I know that the women, you know, we talked about it yesterday. You know, we're, we're white guys. You know, we're Italian guys. What? Well, <laughs> all right, Mish, I mean, yesterday you weren't on, but Kevin and I are two Italian white guys from Queens, New York. All right, we, you know, my father worked three jobs. Kev's father worked, you know, in the military, worked his ass off also to give his kids uh, everything they possibly can use and need to help, you know, steer them in the right direction in life. My father did the same thing. We didn't just sit back and collect food stamps and welfare and fucking steal from people and, you know, just, no, they worked hard. But at the same time, though, we don't know what it's like for someone who's gay or women, or, you know, a minority who works for a company and they feel like, you know, they're not getting the same opportunity. So those tears were legit. And, you know, I'm going to totally respect that. But at the same time, though, you're a goddamn entertainment company. Stop with these fucking speeches every week. And when you don't hear speeches, we got to hear Michael Cole having a fucking er 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 an erection and an orgasm. You know, last night, first ever. I'm like, you know, you're right, you made history. Okay, now entertain me, motherfucker. <laughs> it's an entertainment company. And even AEW, now, you know, we're going to give you, you know, content on the level of the Attitude Era. You know, oh, stop, don't man fucking make promises you can't keep. You can't fucking do Attitude Era in 2019. There's every fucking social group out there that'll fucking tear your ass to shreds. They're not right. going to turn around and they're not going to step aside saying, but that's Cody, that's Cody Rhodes. You know, we got to give him a chance. You know, we hate that with You got to give him a chance. No, you can't do that in 2019. Fucking be different. Don't fucking make guarantees you can't hold up on. Yeah, there's no way they're going to be able to do like a silhouette with Steve Blackman getting a hard on <laughs> Stratus, <laughs> getting dressed. You have uh, Penelope Ford, and just, you'll have uh, <laughs> you'll have Joey Janela back there with a big hard cock. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you guys see his cock? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Hangman Page gets his penis cut off by Isaac. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Hangman Page does look like a young Val Venus, doesn't he? It's like Val Venus meets Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Oh my god! What do you guys Hangman. think of Raw tonight? Uh, I mean, other than the Nia stuff, I could have totally passed it. I mean, the Nia stuff and the Tamina stuff was fantastic. So, my overall like summary, my overall summary tonight is it was. I did like seeing Ricochet out there though. That was yeah, kind of nice. And it, then, uh, it was even cool. though that went to like no pop whatsoever. It was oh, nice yeah, to see was... you. I just would wish that it was a better place. Yeah, I. Yeah. I think town. they shouldn't have had so many people debut at the same time. This isn't the night after WrestleMania where you're right. expecting it. The night after WrestleMania, you're going to the building. What surprise are we going to get today? What surprise are we going to get today? You, you could have had a fucking midget come out the night after WrestleMania. Holy shit, it's fucking little fucking schmuck. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, <laughs> yeah, but then 50, because you're ex you're expecting a surprise oh, and you true. pop for any surprise. And then 15 minutes later, you're like, wait a minute, who the fuck is little schmuck? So, But when you're going to the arena tonight expecting oh. to see your favorites and instead you're getting the Dosevic. Alistair, Gargano, yeah. Ciampa, yeah. Ricochet. 
Right? Yeah. For us that are fans of NXT, we like all that. But for the people that are going there live, you think all the kids are like, Mommy, who's that? Mommy, who's that? Mommy, who's that? Mommy, who's that? Is that Aunt Anderson in the ring? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And didn't you say, Kev, that you had friends there tonight? That the, yeah. the crowd was like, who are these people? Yeah, a dude from a band was there tonight who's, who lives in Lafayette. Uh, he said it wasn't a joke. People around really didn't know didn't know a lot of the people. And you saw the real smart marks like really forcing the issue of how great they were. Get into them, clap for them. Like it was, it was, kind of, it was yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> he, he's really good. This guy, the ball guy. Okay, there we go. Oh my god, you can pitch it up, man. Could you pitch it? Seriously, you have eleven year old Joshua. Standing on his side, going to his mom, mama, who's that? And then some random mark. Sounds a little, sounds a little young for 11 there, dude. So, <laughs> mama. <laughs> no, but some random fan who happens to be sitting on the opposite side of them hears 11-year-old Joshua say that. And the fucking random fan that doesn't know them go, you don't know Alistair Black? Are you wow. kidding me? He is the few. He, oh my, how do you not know this? And it, that's what he said. He said people really trying to force their will on the fans that didn't know. Yeah. Wow. Which, which I can picture. I've seen that happen at shows. Like, you don't know, this band is awesome. I don't, well, never heard of them. The opening. I don't act, blame I don't the guys are. for that. You got to blame WWE for that. Yeah. Sure. Why are, that's why all are WWE. Yes. Why aren't there any introductory angles? Why why aren't those those angles where they come out and they just talk a little bit about themselves and then they disappear and they don't have a match right away? Because like, the ratings have been garbage. And if you take away th- those wrestlers tonight, what the fuck were they going to put on Raw? I mean, just I haven't come up and introduced themselves. <laughs> Hi, my name is Alistair Black. I will be a wrestler within the. <laughs> my friend, my friend said he was standing next to a guy who he goes, who's that guy? He goes, you don't know him. He used to go out with Tessa Blanchard. The guy goes, who's Tessa Blanchard? <laughs> <laughs> I, I went on Discord. Oh I went on Discord about 810 tonight. I, I went on Discord with the headset and I was talking to a few of our listeners on Discord. And I said, the opening of Raw tonight felt like a guy you know, who goes home to his wife. And when he gets home, his wife is wearing a negligee. He looks at the dinner table and his fucking pot roast and potatoes. He looks in the bedroom and there's <laughs> petals. He goes into the bathroom and the fucking bubble bath is all set. And she is doing everything she can to fucking make him just so happy to be there. And then five minutes later, she's like, oh, by the way, honey, my retarded mother-in-law, my, oh, your mother-in-law, my retarded mother's coming over to spend the for the for the month that's what it felt like like triple h is like hyping up all the fans champa gargano this and then what does fucking triple h do you know what the retarded mother-in-law was oh by the way you're getting another match between braun Strowman and baron corbett today i'm like are you jesus what why why that's what it was. That match was the retarded mother-in-law that's coming over for a month. <laughs> a tables match. You know, it, put broken glass on it if you want me to fucking want to. Yeah, to I'm sick of that. And then what monster of men has to use fucking electrical tape on his fucking back? You know, oh, I'm holding my side. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. <laughs> It's a visual. It hurts. Look, I got electrical tape. It hurts. That's the monster among men. He's really come uh, become a cartoon character. He oh, really yeah, they has. Fucked yeah, up, they, they, they fucked him up good. 
fucking. I mean, mob. I compared him to John Studd, and John Studd was never a joke. Sorry, Braun. John Studd was kind of a badass. So, he was. John so, Studd was a badass. Sorry, Braun. I, 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 Braun, here's a message to you, my friend. How many times when Michael Myers got fucking shot and stabbed and Jason got fucking decapitated, did you ever see them wearing a Band-Aid after, you idiot? <laughs> Seriously, I, I, I hurt. I need electrical tape. <laughs> I, no fucking monster out there. You're fucking mm. fighting Godzilla and you're fucking, all the Japs are shooting bullets in them. You don't see them fucking putting, <laughs> putting ace bandages and band-aids on them. I'm Suck it up, motherfucker. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. Never saw a monster wear a band-aid. <laughs> my God. <laughs> I'm on bed. I, I could have sworn I saw Godzilla wear gauze wrapping last morning. <laughs> and his arm in a sling. Godzilla's knee was taped. Oh my god. You had a taped knee. See, this oh. is this is what happens when you're on meta antibiotics for oh, diverticulitis. Fun. I think the chat room's enjoying it. Oh I started the meds on Thursday. I, I I'm telling you, I shit Mount Rushmore yesterday. <laughs> I, I took it. I always take a dump every morning. When I wake up, I get morning wood, and then ten minutes later, I have to take a dump. I never take a dump during the day. I took a dump Saturday morning, and then like around three o'clock, my stomach started going. I went into the bathroom. It it looked like I shit Mount Rushmore. I mean, it it was just a. I I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it came from, but my stomach has been in not sense. And I called my doctor today and they were off because of the holiday and I left a right. message and somebody called me tonight. Like, can you come in tomorrow morning at nine? You know, the doctor's going to put you on different meds. I'm like, yeah, that would be nice. You know, so. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Ruby Riot, you know, got more than uh, 76 seconds today. Um she did, did good. I thought she did a good job. She, she did great. Um, Ronda Rousey, uh, don't dive, please. She, oh, <laughs> did you guys see that? It looked like me fucking trying to dive into a pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She was, back, by the way, DT, back to wearing the bad ring gear tonight. Yeah. Her, her shirt came up at one point, then she just left it like that. She had a, that was all right. I didn't, mind. No, I didn't mind that either, but she, again, she looked good in that other gear with the longer pants. I don't know why she you, can't wear I, th I think she smells like licorice. You think so? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't mind Rhonda's outfits, but that dive was scary. She, and, you oh. know, right after that, she said she was sorry to them. You actually oh, heard her say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, did she? I missed Yeah, that. she she said, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, she's... I feel bad for the riot squad. They're yeah, always... those, two are those two have been taken a lot of hard ways by a lot of people. They do. They get <laughs> <Especially> <laughs> poor, little, poor, little, poor little Liv, yeah. I know, right? She's right. She gets beat the shit out Even of Logan, her. Logan got the shit knocked out of her by Bree and... <laughs> Oh, speaking of that, record low low ratings. Can't wait for this weekend to see Nikki Bella kiss a fucking bachelor. Please, oh, you know oh, you want to you want to spice up ratings. Find out he's got hepatitis <laughs> after. Let's see a fucking big <laughs> serious. Let's let's find let's see this big fucking canker sore on your lip after. Why do I care that she's kissing someone? Oh my god, I can't wait to see this forty year old woman can't kiss someone. Oh God! My yeah, God. No, I mean the ratings are really bad. They, should, they probably asked for a reshoot. Can you can you jerk them off? <laughs> <laughs> jerk off the bachelor. Uh, it's painful, oh. man. I I'm serious. I I wrote this on Twitter earlier. I that watch him. I'd rather 
pull nose hairs out of my nose with my fingers or with tweezers than watch Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman again. Yeah, Dude, I, I fell asleep. I mean, I did. We did, did the you? recap yesterday. Yeah. Soup. And I don't fall asleep during events very often. Just WrestleMania last year. <laughs> Baron Corbin. <laughs> Baron Corbin out there last night at the Elimination Chamber. I fucking nodded off, dude. I, I didn't I didn't even feel tired. I just yeah. he was just there and all of a sudden I just went right to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um it was hard, man. It, it was. It, I mean, it's just it was disinterested. And you know what it felt like with all of these guys going up on the main roster today? Are they going to be there week after week? No. Well, they were up there today because of the uh, the ratings from the Super Bowl halftime heat. And because the roster was a little bit light, to say the least, this week, that they just figured, you know, we'll fill spots. I just don't know if it was the right time to have the fucking revival face two NXT guys and lose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, oh, man. But what do you think about DX going into the Hall of Fame? I mean, this should make everybody who is rooting for China to go in happy. Um, I wrote earlier that I have talked to uh, three different people from China's inner circle over the last year. Uh, one person in the whole country. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good, we could be uh, nice. Sorry, nice. No, they were very nice, and one person in particular uh, revealed some very, very personal stuff that you know we talked a little bit on a previous episode and i know that they were all uh crying very happy today i have been a supporter of china i think the only time that i've ever really ripped china was when she came out with that rap song china girl um but i'm happy that she's going in um i i still feel that she deserved to be in there by herself because of the work that she did for women's wrestling and the show that a woman can hang with a man, especially a woman who did not have a wrestling background going into WWF for the most part. But, you know, I'll take it. You know, they're putting him in as a group. I know some people out there are ready with the fucking orgasm. AEW employee going into WWE Hall of Fame. AEW employee showing on Raw today because it's Billy Gunn. That should give people an idea that, you know, there isn't the discontent you think. This isn't Cookie Gate that AEW is going to make cookies at fucking Universal Studios and WWE is going to tell them fucking, you know, Braun, take your fucking electrical tape and go shove those cookies up their ass. There isn't the discontent that people think that there is. Sure. Yeah, no, I think they found a way around putting her in solo. Uh, this is a lot less controversial for them and they can get X-Pac in as well, because the only way X-Pac was going in, he was never going in as a solo act. Um, he was going in as DX. So they put the whole group in. Billy Gunn, too, is the only way he was ever going to get in. Road Dog too, unless they put the Armstrongs in, which they weren't. So, I mean, this is, this is, yeah, this is a way, this is a way to get everybody. Yeah, this is a way to get everybody in. And you know, Coco Beware you, was bad. Yeah, kill seven birds with one stone. I mean, whatever, how many, how many, how many uh, people are in DX? It's so funny, though, people saying Rick Rude should go in again. He was in DX for five minutes, yeah. Rick Rude. He's yeah. in for what? A couple of couple of Raws, Rick Rude? Until he left for WCW. Yeah, exactly. But he wasn't really any kind of integral part of DX. 
Um, it's a way to get everybody in. It'll shut everybody up. It's a good headliner because Taker is obviously not headlining this year. Rock is not going to be there this year. Batista is not going in this year. So they got their headliners lined up. They got DX headlines this year, supposedly Taker next year. And then you got Batista down the road, Rock down the road. They got the next four uh, Hall of Fames all locked up for uh, major headliners. So it's not, yeah. not a bad idea. You know, what about Tory? Are they, are they throwing Tory in there? Oh, now? no. They just want the, the the DX members that we remember. It's like when the Dudleys go in, you know, as much as I would love to see Lou D'Angeli, sign guy Dudley put in, you know, we ain't getting chubby Dudley fucking <laughs> dances with Dudley. Or even you know, Big Dick, yeah. Well, yeah, they, put, they probably wouldn't even yeah. put in Big Dick. They would put in nah. Bubba Ray, Devon, and Spike. Yeah, they would put in Spike before they put in Big Dick. Yeah. And it's, it's sad because, you know... <laughs> Oh, I get it. Put in Big Dick. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. we, but, we, but we covered Corey Graves already. Speaking, right. of, speaking of Dudley, you know, look, I, I, look, I was on the outside looking in, and I missed about 95% of this past weekend. What happened over the weekend with Bubba? And, you know, can I say something? Can, can I say something to your brother, Kev? I, I'm not saying it to be a dick. When I, when I wrote... Because I went on Twitter this weekend before the pay-per-view that day. I went on for a few minutes just to see, right. you know, what was going on. I had to put the history show online. <clears throat> and somebody tw- tweeted something about Bubba Ray and brought up my name and said that, you know, Bubba Ray was a total asshole towards me back in the day. Hmm, and, I, and I thought it was just a random tweet that I was thrown right. in. So I wrote back and I said, look, in all due res- in defense, I was a big asshole back then. I should have been slapped, you know, or, or at least, you know, just pinched. And I was saying hmm. a joke. But then I noticed earlier today, your brother responded back to me and says, with all due respect, blah, 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 blah. John, if you're listening, my tweet wasn't directed towards you. My tweet was in answer to the guy, whoever the guy was that, Included me in yeah, their comments. I missed, missed it. Every, all you the missed, other problems yeah, going yeah, on. What happened? Everything. Well, I'll, I'll take it first, and then Miss can chime in. <clears throat> um, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying his name. We'll give him a shout out. Brian J, a friend of the show. That's correct, right, Mish? That's who it is. Brian D. J. Show got Brian. In, yes. Yeah, D. Show Brian, right. Got into it with Bubba Ray over something. I don't know what it was. I had seen it the night before. I didn't say anything because I was just kind of, I, I was home from work and I was looking at some stuff on what was Friday night. Then on Saturday, or, or some point, my brother took up for uh, Brian online and said something. And for some reason, Bubba Ray commented after uh, my brother and said something to him and s- seemed like he offered some sort of olive branch, but in a sarcastic way. He's like, how about apologize to me? We'll have a beer and forget about it. And then my brother went back at him, and then, then it got ugly from there. Then Velvet Sky, Bubba Ray's, as, as people say they're married. I don't know if they are. It's his living girlfriend, common law wife, whatever you want to call it. She chimed in and posted a very unflattering uh, photo of my brother. It was taken from a video that my brother put up on himself, to almost goof on himself. But she put it up and took a select shot, a uh, still shot of it. Uh, my brother's had an issue with his teeth or whatever, and he went on and actually... <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he actually... He actually uh, addressed it in a very brave way because I probably would have never did what my brother did, so I gave him credit, and that's why I wrote today that we can all goof on each other, uh, and he goofed on himself. But Velvet went up there to uh, you know make a comment about his teeth and about his appearance, and you know the, taking a dig at my brother's looks basically. Wow. And of, then people came in and said, "You are clowning Draper's looks. Look who you are fucking dating." And it got ugly from there, wow. and everyone started coming in. 
uh, you're fat, you're this, you're well, no, ugly. No, it was you're how they did it, Kev. You're, no, you're, it was the way that, no, the way they did it, but I'm saying that Velvet yeah. Sky was the one who really launched the biggest bomb, so to speak. Really? Really? Up for a man. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she was sticking up for a man, and I wrote her, and I said, I, I, uh, I understood herself, but what she did was like mean girl bullshit, and I ripped her, and then I got blocked. I got blocked, and me and Mesh, by the way, were conversing in a private chat, Mish, me and you, yeah. and Saturday yeah. afternoon, we're going back and forth. Mish had wrote something then, uh, and it's just like I said, it was it was coming from so many places. I got so many indications wow. on my fucking phone. Wow. I couldn't keep up. I'll be honest with you. I even told Mish. I'm, remember, Mish, I even said, I'm doing the best I can here. I'm at work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like well, you I thought I was yelling at you. I'm like, yeah, I'm yelling Mish is yelling at me. I said, Mish, I'm at work. I got 26 indications. I can't even keep up here. <laughs> wow. I'm fighting Velvet Sky. Well, I'm fighting Bully Ray. What do you want me to you do? You know what? You're I'm, yelling at me. I'm yelling at you. I'm like, I'm I, not yelling at you. I'm yelling at Bully Ray. It's oh, funny. Yeah. It's funny. I'm going to just say it. Who'd ever think in 2019 from Bully Ray to Ryan Satin to Cody Rhodes, and I could go on and on and on, mm -hmm. that I would be the person that's like, have no issues or and totally unblocked from all of them. It's just yeah, like- Why are you mellowing out? I, you know what I it is, know. dude? I'll be totally honest with you. This weekend, I mean, the legit excuse, I mean, I oh, really- Oh, no, I know. You're not I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I mean, if my girlfriend was here right now, she would tell you, I got up at 6.30 in the morning, Saturday morning, and I couldn't go back to sleep. So at like 10 to 7, I went into my spare room. My girlfriend wears earplugs now when she sleeps at night because I snore a little bit. So she's out cold. I started doing the history show at 7 o'clock in the morning. By 9.30, she's getting up, and I'm ready to pass out. And, you know, that's pretty much what the whole weekend was. I get, like, two, three hours of real good energy, and then it's like I have, like, a sugar breakdown. And that's probably part of it, too. I haven't had one... Soda or diet soda in a month. I haven't had any bread. Haven't had any flour. I've even poked fun today on Discord. I posted a video of what I had for lunch. I had fucking lettuce wraps with fucking Japanese beef and vegetables. I had cauliflower that looks like bread, but it's cauliflower. And I had eggplants fried in avocado oil and pork rinds. And it's like, I have to eat all this crap, and my body's probably going with, with, through withdrawal because... The doctor wants you to eat pork rinds? No, well, pork rinds, if you go on Amazon, you look at uh, you look at paleo diet, pork rinds, there's only oh. one company that makes it. It is a jar, and instead of using breadcrumbs, you use this thing that the main ingredient is pork rinds. And pork oh. rinds is mostly protein. It's not carbohydrates. You can have a little bit of fat, but you, you got to stay away from the carbs. And okay. I made it, and it was goddamn incredible. And I posted a video of what I was eating, and it it looked good, but it tasted horrible. I think my body, look, I'm a fat Italian Guido. I mean, you know, look, I, I'm used to weigh 365. Now I weigh about 267. But, you know, so I still got more to go. But the thing is, is that for 40, 45 years, you know, I had pasta three times a week. At night, fuck the chocolate cake. Give me popcorn, crackers. Give me, I'm a carb maniac. And I've mm -hmm. been that way for, four, you know, 40 years. And for the last 20 years, it's carbs and painkillers. You know what I mean? So my body's all fucked up right now with that. But um, so, you know, I, I turn my computer on and then for the next six hours, I'm like a vegetable, you know, in bed. But I missed all this. But, you know, getting back to what you said, 
you know, I'll be honest with you. The Stevie Ray feud, if you remember, like, I felt really, really bad. And the reason why I felt bad is because you stepped up, Kev stepped up, Joey, John, everybody stepped up to defend me. And I said from moment one, I said, guys, I got this. Don't worry about it. I'll handle it. I'll be fine. And I didn't want anyone to get thrown into the mud with this. And I really appreciated what you guys did because I didn't ask for it and I didn't want to help. No, but you don't have to ask. I, I know what, that. I know what that. boys do. But, I've, but, I've, but the thing is, is, uh, is another reason why I really didn't think of it at the time. I mean, that's why, honestly, DT, that's why this whole thing started with B. Show Brian. He's a friend of our show. He's a friend right. of wrestling. But, but you see, here's the thing. I didn't think about this at that time. It was subconscious, but I, but I, I, it, it comes to mind more and more now. At that time, even though I didn't consciously think about it, I think another big reason why I didn't want any of you guys to get involved is because I find myself now really mellowing out. You know, I lost my dog, and I'm not kidding. To this day, at least once or twice a month, I wake up crying like a baby. I get tormented in my dreams that my dog is still alive. I get tormented in my dreams that, you know, I did something horrible by putting him to sleep when I did. All right. My mom was clinically pronounced dead three times two and a half years ago. I don't know how much time my mom has left. My father is starting to become mortal. My father is having issues. I got issues. You know, thank God I'm, I'm you know, I got a wake up call that I can resolve my issues, it seems. But the thing is, is that when you see all this stuff going on and this country is going to shit, I'm a big supporter of Trump. Jesus Christ. The guy wants to add an extra level of security for for Americans and it's just an absolute war and you see all this crazy shit you got this guy fucking you know claiming that you know people threw bleach on him you see news reports saying that white men are the fucking biggest threat in our country you see all this stuff going on and I have it just and I'm like you know what yeah, I'll pick my moments and have fun online and criticize the wacky goofy podcasters and everything but I, I, I try to laugh every day. I try to smile every day. I try to fucking, you know, just enjoy myself. I'm sure. I'm burning myself, you know, out from doing, you know, all of the work for the shows and everything in real life and office. And now I got to go <laughs> ring shopping with my girlfriend and this, this and that. So it's a lot. And it's like, you know what? Fucking life is a little bit too short to have these insane Twitter feuds. And at that time, I subconsciously, I think, said to myself, these guys stepped up to me in a way that I didn't expect. I don't do it back. It looks fucked up. And something did happen after that where I really said, you know what? I'm just going to stay clear away from it. And then I felt really guilty after I'm like, wow, you know, I, 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 th I think I come off as an asshole because I didn't step up and rip the fuck out of Ryan Satin or I didn't rip the fuck out of Cody Rhodes or I didn't rip no, the fuck out of this. Dude, I'm, I'm not I a big fucking, I'm, I'm like one of the last guys to rip. I understand that, but, but it's just, it's just you know, the way just, I am. Just, you, you know, I, I come from Guido Guinea Italian, you know, that, you know, you, you, you never forget your friends and the people that have your back, you always have their back back. But it just feels like, you know, as all these things are going on in my life, it's like, you know what? 
I remember when I think you let that weigh on your mind a little too harshly, man. Yeah, I, I don't it's think just that I just really I just want like hey, look. There's nothing wrong with having little feuds here and there. I mean, a good good feud is definitely you know fun and everything. And you know, I got into it with Caleb Braxton not too long ago, and you know, I personally feel that I won that argument tenfold, but. I didn't seek it out. I mean, I, 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 look, if I could give it on this show, I better damn well be able to take it. But sure. it gets to a point where you got to just say, you know what? Sometimes it's just not worth it with some of these people. You know, with the stuff with Ryan Satin, I don't say two words about him, good or bad, because... He doesn't influence my life. He doesn't, you know, yes, I see his old tweets where he says one thing and does another. You know, if I can see it, the listeners I'm surprised he can see his old tweets since he deletes them all. Well, I mean, from back then, you could go to Wayback Machine and see see a lot of stuff that people delete. Yeah, I, I know. But, but the bottom line is, is that I just feel like, you know, okay, you want to, you know, I just try to avoid stress. I think that's what it comes down to. Because, look, too. I remember back in the day, we'd be doing a DTKC show, and then Mish would be sending <laughs> me... We won. No, I'm just, I was just making fun of it. You'd like, we'd be doing the well, DTKC show. Well, we'd be doing the DTKC show. Right. show, and Mish would be sending me an instant message while we're talking, and he's saying, dude, your Facebook's getting all hacked. And they're putting oh, all... The, I remember when we were on the air, that was nerve-wracking. I remember that. And yeah. it, it, we were on the air. Then, uh, and people were writing stuff on Twitter, and then, you know, I had the things with Goodman when he was, you know, saying shit about Mish, and then I got... And it's like, you know, I try to avoid... Too much stress. You know what I mean? Like Internal shit is garbage. I mean, the internal shit doesn't feel good. But when it's people on the outside, when it's when it's an asshole like Bully Ray coming after one of our own, you, you got to fucking you, – you can't attach it like it's stressful in that scenario. In that sense, you're smacking the shit out of somebody who deserves it. Yeah, see, you I don't know, know what, what happened with that, and it'd be like it's <clears throat> different when it's friends. When it's friends that that fail you, it hurts. Yeah, they're your friends. Well, yeah, 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 no, I agree. I agree yeah, with you. I just, well, let me let me say something to DT to, to clear the air too, because I, I I think right now I'm like very happy to hear what Don Tony just said, Anthony just said for real. I'm just sitting here listening, and I'm like, I know Anthony well. Like I said, I'm not even going to call him DT. I'll call him Anthony for, to be real here for a second. And uh, I thought the same thing, and my brother maybe got maybe a little offended that maybe that you didn't defend him. He didn't say anything, but I know my brother pretty well. Um, but I'm glad that you said what you said, and I figured that too. And I also, I feel the same way because when I was at work and telling Mish, and that's why I was getting not into it with Mish on the private chat on Facebook, that I'm like, dude, I'm trying to keep up. I don't you know, it's my yeah. brother, but he's also in his mid-40s. I'm 50 years old. I got other things that I can't. Go tell my boss I have to get into it on Twitter with Bully Ray. Excuse me. Like, you know, it's going to be like, what the f- How old are you, dude? Can I- so it's like, you know, and so the, that being said, I felt the same way. And I even made a comment saying I can't be Facebook cop, too. I don't have time. Sometimes I can't get into stuff. Sometimes people are going to have to do what they do. They get into things. And I'll always take someone's back if they're wrong. I have no problem with that. But it's true. Sometimes you miss things or I don't even think you have to apologize. DT. I kind of knew that you were going through some stuff and stuff. And I, it's, I think it's 
ridiculous for any of us to over have over expectations yeah. about things like that. Because the important thing is having our backs in real life. Yeah. Like the way Don Tony was there for me when my father passed away. I told my brother the same thing. There was never anybody who cared and showed consideration for me back then. That kind of shit is important. And I'm sure you'll agree with that too, Megan. Yeah. You know, for real life stuff that's going on with us who we've all had our, our things. Right. That kind that kind of stuff. I've I've asked ET off the show, how you doing? How are your tests? That's important. Yeah. That that's as important as covering can, each other up. Can I say something you, lighthearted about you know, Velvet sure. Skydo? Yeah. I'll say something lighthearted about Velvet Skydo. No, know. no, I'll say this. <laughs> and and I'm sorry, John. This isn't meant to get you mad, John, but I, I have to say it. Me when when I write something online back at someone, I usually try to like, you know, I don't want to compare it to Trump, but Trump is the type of person that you try to fuck him, he'll try to fuck you a hundred times over. Like he'll right. try, like if I have to fight with someone back, I'll usually throw something in their face or really go to hurt their feelings big time. And, you know, as, as wrong as it sounds what Velvet Sky did about your brother, I'm saying this lightheartedly. If a woman is going to go for the jugular to really hurt a man's feelings, you know, that's gangster what she did. You know what I mean? So, like, I when you described to me just now what she did, you know what I have flashbacks of? I had oh, flashbacks. I don't know, dude. <clears throat> the way that it went down, you know what I think of? Well, let I me think that, I think that Bully was... Bully was getting his ass kicked because there was a lot of people coming after Bully Ray, and he asked his woman to step in and do something about it. I, you know what, that's what I, 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 I say this he hides behind a skirt. Well, that's you know, what I, that's what he does. I say this jokingly more than anything. That's that's a good skirt to have watching your back. <laughs> Seriously, because when you described it just now, I had flashbacks of Papagallo, nineteen eighty eight. You know, I always I brought, told this story many times before. I have not danced other than a slow song, since 1988. In, yeah. in 88, I went with my friends to this Greek club that's still in business to this day. It's in Astoria, Queens. It's called Papagallo. You could probably even Google map it. It's on a corner. We used to go I there. It. I heard of it. It was mostly Greek. And back then, we were infatuated with, you know, wanting to fool around with Greeks, Greek chicks. That's what we did. We always went to Astoria trying to pick up Greek chicks. Went into Papagallo. I would say I was about 290 at the time, but weight-wise, yeah. I walked in there. I'm wearing my fucking Sergio Dacchini or Guido shit, two-tone jeans, you know, gray in the front, blue in the back, grease back, back hair. And um, me, I'm just listening to music, and I'm dancing, and I'm moving my shoulders, and this, and then I'm, this girl comes up to me, and I start dancing with her, and she bursted out laughing in front of all her friends, in front of all my friends, <laughs> made fun of me, and I felt like the biggest you know, more on that night. I felt like I was Joey 924 size. I felt oh, like the tiniest little thing around. You could have stepped on me. Uh, it, that's how bad it was. I had such a complex from that night. I never danced again because that woman just knew where to hit me. And it's yeah, like, I, I say jokingly, you know, if you're going to, if a woman's going to hit a man, you know, like I said, I don't agree with what Velvet Sky did, but, you know, if I'm going to have a girl, you know, have my back, you know, that's pretty gangster what she did. So I, I say that jokingly. I, I'm i not going to get involved with that. I mean, it's it's over now, it seems. You know, I haven't it's, seen anything. Yeah, it's, I saw yesterday. <laughs> Everyone, just Everyone just get along. Everyone just get along. 
Seriously, <sighs> just get along. Just enjoy yourselves. Have fun. Don't take it too seriously. <sighs> you know, you, it just, it's not worth it, man. It's I, I love the fact that I could go to sleep at night with the exception of the things that I said. But I know that my taxes are paid. I know that, you know, my bills are, are in order. I know that certain things are in order. I don't have to worry about, you know, a, a cop ringing my doorbell or fucking FBI right. or, or the IRS going after me. When we started doing Patreon, we had the discussion. There's a 10,000 Patreon wrestling shows out there now. And I guarantee you about 90% of them are not paying taxes on their Patreon stuff. It's only a matter of time where they're going to get fried from the IRS because I explained to you the digital process now. People don't understand what's happening with IRS. And if you just allow me a minute, there's a little PSA for everybody listening. The IRS in over the last five years has been having a tremendous transition with their computer systems that people aren't aware of. And what happens now, it is so easy to explain and this is why you could get in serious trouble with IRS even if it's a small amount of money there's a gangster in Howard Beach that's one of my customers that got arrested two years ago from IRS because he claimed he was making $20,000 in salary and spent $2 million refurnishing his, refurbishing his house you could do a Google search and read the article but what happens with IRS now is this, very simple for everybody listening. All right, you work for a company, you get paid online, you get paid from Patreon, you get paid from advertising, you fucking sell things, whatever it is. At the end of the year, you get a 1099 for the most part or W-2, wherever you're talking about. And on that W-2 or 1099 is a tax ID number or a federal identification number for whoever is paying you the money. So let's just say company A gave you $5,000 last year. They have an ID number that represents their company. It's like the social security number for a business. So when that company fills out their taxes with IRS, they certainly do not want to pay taxes on money that they gave you. So what they do is they tell IRS, we gave so-and-so $5,000. Now, their computers are set up that they're going to ultimately, within a year or two, look in their systems, an automatic search. They're going to seek out that same Social Security number and that $5,000 figure. And if you don't report it or if you make a mistake on you on your numbers, you're going to get an automated letter in the mail from IRS saying that we show no record of this being reported. And then it's up to you to explain why it wasn't done. And IRS will fucking go after you like no one else. And don't think, oh, because I only make ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, they'll never go after me. You have no idea what's coming down the line. For everyone out there that has like Patreon accounts, stuff like that, and you're not paying taxes, be very, very careful. We, Soup, DTKC, we do the right thing. And like I said, I like sleeping at night knowing that there's no drama, there's no issues, there's no fucking kitty porn on my computer, there's no, you know, no, I'm just saying, like, I got no skeletons. I would hope not. I'm just saying, I got no skeletons. I like being able to, you know, to go to sleep at night knowing that, you know, I don't have to worry about things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't do illegal stuff, and none of us do here. 
So I don't. I just think this stuff would happen with Bully Ray and everything. If there's any way to just let it go, just let it go. It's not worth it. Oh yeah, as long as he's. I mean, if he's done, he's done. Yeah, I hope still blocked. Still blocked by Velvet Sky. Yeah, it's still blocked by Velvet Sky. I'm sure she's putting up some flattering pictures of both of us. You know, I'm sure she was. Um, want to shout out our new and returning patrons, Giovanni Feninelli. Oh, by the way, CM Black, uh, one of our associate producers, my friend, I did not realize that I wasn't mentioning you on the show. If anyone out there on Patreon doesn't hear their name on an associate producer or something like that, let me know right away. Because, you know, I am not perfect with this stuff. And if, you know, I don't want to miss anybody. But Giovanni Feninelli, Jim Betancourt, Officer Jim, thank you for your service. Welcome back. Chalboy Pizzo, uh, Garav Prinja, Tyrone Rutherford, Richard Taylor, Ed Gibson, Margaret Schutz, Anthony Wayne, Cuckhammer, Jason Lynn, Francisco, Leon Guzman, and Omar Sumter. Some of these names. Oh, I love uh, the names. I love you, them. I'm Cuckhammer. <laughs> oh, that's great, dude. I, I get a kick out of Cockboy. You know, Cockboy is awesome. Cockboy is great. I showed my girlfriend. I, I, I'm like, look at this guy, and she's like, "What is that, Dan?" I said, "Yeah, it's Cockboy." I said, "But he asked <laughs> great questions." I did, I do that to Trez on the Dark Chronicles. I'm like, Trez, who's the next question from uh, Cockboy? I'm like, say it again. Say it again. <laughs> and everyone out there, you go out of your way, sign up for our Discord. It is fucking blown up. There's like almost a thousand people already signed up between Soup and DTKC. Um, all of our patrons have been manually adding everybody like madmen, you know, for the last two days. Yeah. So, it, you know, you got the private message on Patreon. If you're on Discord and you're a patron, you contact me through Patreon. I'll add your roles and we'll, in about a week, week and a half, we'll start blowing this page up and adding more shit and starting to do some. You know, even bigger and better things. And shout out to everybody I was talking to online before. We went into the party chat and I was talking to like 10 of all our fellow listeners. So, Tygsy Bowers, CM Black, Tom Baffa. Tom, I did not hear from you know who. Um, he's probably was busy. Uh, particular wrestler. I won't say who it is, but particular wrestler that wrestles for Impact Wrestling. Um, I had sung the praise of him recently and it got back to him. And the guy tells Tom, he says, I thought DT hated my guts. I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been fucking singing a praise for this guy for like 10 years and everything. So oh, it's, it's, you, not, uh, it's not our friend. No, 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 no. It's, it, not, it's not. No, it's someone else. But um, yeah, I just, I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, he hasn't co- contacted me yet. John Krauser, Cockboy, Sheffield Mercury, Jacob Eston, Jace Moody, Virginia George, Michael John Buchanan, Matthew, Joseph Nicoluk, Stell, Rob from Nashville, John Krauser, Tony, Michael Rhino, Bad Boy Nico, Paul Convoy, Daniel Williams, Dan Hayes Valdez, Ben from G-Town. Yes, I know we went more than an hour. Paul Convoy, Daniel Williams, Dan Hayes Valdez, Joseph Rebstock, John Steck, Mark Redman, John Miller, Andrew914, Zach Spudamori, Jerry Stewart, Magic Johnson, Edgar, yes, you are right. Uh, Paul Woods, Judy, Rich Baharg, Adam Demoy, Diogo Novare, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall. Did, Edgar, that motherfucker gave me, a, I think, a concussion one time from a chair shot. So, uh, Adam Demoy, Diogo mm. Novare, Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Chuck Lentz, Switch Babe, Courtney Summers, Billy Taylor, Nico Time, Hassan Hashmi, Brett Webster, Aaron Walker, Aaron Kloss, Out Nahia, Anthony Smith, 
James Grusom, Mark Israel, Jeffrey Collins, Tim Everhart, Bob O'Mac, Lucha Dalban, Mandingo Chamberlain, Josh Wilson, Jason Pratt, Scott Woodford, CJ Uihara, Crestman, James Deal, Donald J. Trump, Russell Zavala, Murrow Coombs Jr., Douglas McKay, Anna, I don't give a shit about your kids, Banana, Julian LeBlanc, Brandon Rice, Carl Butowicki, Cheese of Rice, Spider Lewin, Rob McCabe, The Metaphor Isaac Fox, Brian Byrne, Daniel Warren, and Michael Cuomo. They are the associate producers. They, along with our other patrons, are the reason that these shows are still free for everyone. They really heavily influence topics we discuss, topics we avoid. And just a reminder, everyone, tomorrow night, right after SmackDown on Patreon, you have us live. Um, I know Mish and I will be on for sure. We're going to get a little head start for breakfast soup. We're going to do some live stuff tomorrow. Kev, if you're around, you know, yeah, definitely. I'll, 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 I'll come on. Yes, yeah, so it'll be us three returning nice. tomorrow night, you know, for a little more craziness. Um, and, you know, we'll get in some other stuff as well. Yeah, tomorrow night's the debut of Vag Girl. Oh, I've been waiting for Vag Girl. Cockboy. Oh, Cockboy and Vag Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give a little rest in peace. Um, oh. And it was cool because as a little Don That's Tony. Cockboy. No, Cockboy is still alive. Oh, okay. no, Cockboy is still alive. Yeah, he's not stiff yet. Oh, hey. Hey, oh, hey. Rest in peace, Cliff Sheets, a.k.a. Billy Robertson. Um, it's a name that I know most of you don't know, but I'll tell you the little Don Tony tie with this. He uh, he wrestled early on. He did some promoting. He actually appeared on TV back in the day doing some wrestling as well. In latter years, he was a manager for Abdullah the Butcher on the indie circuit. And he actually, when I did my first ever on-camera wrestling appearance, he actually was managing uh, Abdullah the Butcher, and I actually had them come out to destroy Low Life Louis Ramos. <laughs> I met him that day. Very, very <clears throat> nice man. I don't remember too much, but he introduced me to Abdullah the Butcher. Abdullah the Butcher was very, very cool as well. I can't say anything bad about the guy. Um, but yeah, he died over the weekend. I don't know his age. Somebody told me he was around 60, which kind of makes sense because the stuff I did with him was back in 2006. That was 13 yeah. years ago. And at that time I thought he was around, you know, 50. Yeah. So, uh, and for people that are asking, um, we don't know the cause of death yet. Uh, he was a little heavy. I don't want to say extremely heavy, and uh, and remind me the word heavy in a few minutes because something I really got to mention today. It's not a popular thing, but I got to mention it. Um, so the first time I ever did something on camera with wrestling, what happened was uh, I, I did work behind the scenes for Frank Goodman in USA Pro Wrestling, and a lot of trolls online hated my guts, did not like me, you know, said shit about the hotline, the website. We just started podcasting for the most part. Yeah. And um, I think it was Little Life Lurie and the Mass Maniac mutually said, you know, why don't you do something on camera, you know, just to get under people's skin. And plus, I used to get so many people to go to the shows, XPW and stuff like that, that by me being on camera, yeah, I'm a ticket seller. I would get people to go to the show even more. So yeah. my debut night, we're in Club Amazora in front of about 1,100 people. And what the storyline was, to make a long story short, is that Low Life Louis Ramos his now wife at the time was pregnant. For real. 
And he was uh, really considering retiring from wrestling so he could concentrate on raising his family. So we came up with this storyline idea, since everybody liked to call me a money mark back then, that we were going to do a storyline idea that I was going to force Low Life Louie to wrestle and wrestle hardcore. Because Low Life Louie Ramos is the king of hardcore in New York. He is the king of hardcore. Bar none, no quite. In New York, he is the king of hardcore. And the storyline was going to be that you don't tell us what to do. You have a kid on the way. You want to make money? Then you have to fight hardcore. And I was going to keep putting him in situations where he was forced to defend himself and fight hardcore. Mm -hmm. You remember, Mish, I played Jack in the Box on Patreon not too long ago. Where we were going to do the thing with Jack in the Box that fucking Sean and Mick, that motherfucker, sabotaged on me. But my debut night, what I was supposed to do was I was going to have some nobody, some ticket seller jabroni, come out, fight Low Life Louie, and this guy was going to get his ass kicked. And then the second person that was going to come out was, I think his name was Mana, the Polynesian warrior. He was actually a pretty good, pretty big guy. He reminded me of Roman Reigns a little bit. He was going to come out and battle with Low Life Louie, and Low Life Louie was going to ultimately beat the fuck out of him as well. Then the third person I was going to call out was Abdullah the Butcher. And Abdullah the Butcher was going to come out with his manager and, you know, he was going to beat the fuck out of Louis, leave him laying. And then I was going to staple, actually, I was going to shove $20 in Louis's mouth like Ted DiBiase used to do. You know, he used to shove money in people's mouths. So here I am standing at ringside, never been on a microphone before, never did anything on camera before. I'm in front of 1,100 people. There are people that are obviously trying to sabotage what I'm doing. And Little Live Louis in the ring. And I'm basically cutting some bullshit promo saying that, you know, you have a kid on the way, you you need us, we don't need you, you do what we say. And what happens is I'm standing there, I'm waiting for this nobody, the first guy to come out, and I'm standing there, and I'm standing there, and I'm standing there. I have this all on video, and nothing happens. For about a minute, I'm standing there like a deer in headlights, the guy don't come out. Frank Goodman comes out with a microphone. He says, uh, fans, you're not going to believe this. The guy got cold, cold feet and ran out of the building. Wow. So the guy wow. that, my debut doing anything, the guy that I'm supposed to bring out ran out of the building and got cold feet. He legitimately, it was 1,000% real. So now I'm standing there. I don't know what the fuck to do. So I'm just like, if there's anyone else in the back that wants to come out and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, Abdullah the Butcher comes out with uh, cliff sheets and he beats the fuck out of Louie. So now I climb into the ring. Fans are fucking saying shit about me. And that's where I'm thinking to myself, okay, let me just make fun of people. So I called this person a Puerto Rican, you know what? And then I said <laughs> to this other guy, he was with some ugly girl. I said, you couldn't even get a wet if you threw her in a pool. And I just started going <laughs> off on people. And then I take $20 out and I'm about to shove it in Louie's mouth. And there's a stapler right next to him. And under his breath, he's like, staple it to my head. I've never done that before. And I'm in the middle of the ring in front of 1,100 people. I'm like, what? He's like, staple to my head. I was like, no. He's like, staple to my head. So I fucking took it and I stapled like three times to his head. And I'm fucking, and it was, that's, that was my debut night. But 
I actually brought out, you know, uh, Cliff Sheets and Abdullah the Butcher to beat the fuck out of Lloyd Floyd. Wow. So just a little story, you know, for people. I, I, I have the video. Maybe one day I'll put it online. I don't put a, any of the stuff that I do online other than the, the deli man thing and stapling the money to Louis' ass. But uh, I never put anything else because... Yeah, I was a nobody. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not going to fucking put it online. And then I have people in the business like, oh, look at this nobody trying to act like he was a somebody and stuff like that. So I just rather not even put it online. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. It, it, oh, and yeah, Phil, it was a legit video. It was released on DVD. And um, yeah, it's, it's available if you look around. Jesus. So... Trying to think, what else can we get into? I want to shout out Ant um, and shout out to his mom. He wanted me to give a little shout out to his mom. Um, I don't know if you heard Chris Jericho did an interview with Observer and he had stated that Impact Wrestling had offered him a, I, I think he called it a middle seven-figure number to work four matches. Right. What are your thoughts on that? No, go for it, Kev. I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, what do you think about the fact that Impact Wrestling was willing to give Jericho like a million five to work four matches? I mean, Jericho that's obviously ridiculous. turned it down, but you know, do you think that that's a can't? <clears throat> See, me, I look at it and I'm like, you know what, Anthem. I think is it's, it's a desperate, desperate times, a desperate move, but they're on fucking. The Pursuit Channel. I mean, they're on Twitch. They get 10,000 people. I was listening to a thing about them the other day, and someone was really putting them over. I can't remember who it was, a notable podcast. They're not like one of, like our, like a wrestler. I can't remember what podcast it was on. But they were talking about how they have so much. No, like a, a wrestler, not a, not a I know, fan. I know. Um, and they were saying that, you know, they can't believe that they only get 10,000 people for Twitch or, or Pursuit Channel. The ratings are so bad. They used to get... Two million viewers years ago with TNA, and they're so they're down to such the wires that they have. But they have Killer Cross, and they have uh, some really good Rosemary. They have such good talent. It's like a shame what's happening to them. So I and someone was talking about. I don't know what these people are making, but it can't be a lot. And where would the funding be coming from? Someone was basically questioning how and why Impact wrestlers are allowed to go to other places to make money because clearly they're not getting big money from Impact, but nobody really knows what anybody's making there. How could they give Jericho money off of like that, DT? From where? The only thing I could think of is that since they're now mostly a Canadian promotion, I think right. Impact probably thought that if they would have advertised Jericho for a main event and fans oh, yeah. knew that he was, uh, deal, you know, man. be there for four appearances, you know, that, you know, impact doesn't have pay-per-views every single month. Four appearances could go be spread over a six month, seven month oh, period. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think of it that way. That's so true. maybe they thought they could sell out like a 15, 20,000 seat building with Jericho as the headliner. Yeah. You know, that's I don't know. That's not bad. I actually think it. Yeah. Jericho, I guess, would be equivalent uh, in Canada to what here in the States you guys think like to see on punk coming back here like Jer Jericho. It's like Jericho would be a, a pretty big Canadian star on his home turf there. You think he'd sell out like arenas there for impact? Yeah. I what do you or am I being delusional? No, I mean, they're not working huge arenas, Kev. Yeah, yeah that's true. Jericho. Five five thousand seater, maybe. Right. Yeah, Isn't that big? I don't they, know if it's five thousand. No, I mean they they might have been able to book a five thousand seat building. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, inc okay. increase increase the crowd. Like, go from a uh, a fifteen hundred place to maybe a three thousand five thousand. You know what? 
I don't know if you guys have taken the time to watch uh, Women of Wrestling, but mm-hmm. they do it in a smaller place. I don't think they – there's no way. They probably have about 1,000 people in there. Yeah. But the way that the audio is produced and the way everything's set up, it, it seems pretty damn lively. It really just depends yeah. on the camera shots and yeah. stuff. I like watching Impact. I've enjoyed MLW. I've enjoyed some of the territories. So that's why it's so funny when people are like, oh, WWE fanboy. I'm like, I actually watch so much more wrestling now. It's not even funny. The only thing I really am not that into is New Japan. I've watched it. I'm, I'm just not that into it. Uh, but I've enjoyed MLW, and I like Impact, not just because of Cross, but because of even Rosemary. There's a bunch of wrestlers there that are like probably three of my top ten right now are in Impact. Right. Oh. Eddie, Edwards so, yeah, just, mean, uh, Eddie Edwards just signed a contract yeah, he, extension. Yeah, just signed a contract, yeah. You know, so he's going to be there for a while. And, you know, people were, that were writing early saying, why would he do something like that? He's 35 years old. Yeah, so he doesn't have many years left, and uh, this is a comfortable schedule for him. It's not the WWE grind that right. I think a lot of people don't understand. I mean, it's very easy for us fans, for us to look at it from the outside in. That grind, you know, it ruins marriages. It really, you know, it's, you know, the w- wrestling is no offseason. Even though I think WWE is starting to, like, give people breaks here and there. I, th- yeah. I There are some wrestlers you wonder, like, why aren't they competing more? And it's not always just for injury. They're giving people some time off to get a little downtime and just, you know, eat, bouncing things out with their families, you know? Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens today, when he cut that promo, um, he snuck in there that he's returning in three weeks, which is uh, right around oh, Fastlane. Can you explain to me the point of that fucking pizza promo? Like, yeah, I, didn't, I don't get it. I don't get what they're doing here. You uh, know, if I know some people reported the Mr. Imperfect thing that we've been wanting, you know, for the longest with uh, with uh, Axel, uh, Curtis Axel, but it almost feels more of like a father storyline, like a, like a, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like a parent Mm-hmm. I don't I don't it, I don't understand yet because you know his kids like pineapple pizza so he bites it I wanted to see him spit it out the window um we didn't get that and then he's in the movie theater and he's eating popcorn and he's you know acting like he's fumbling with his phone he's throwing a gutter ball it just feels like you know it, he's just acting like would some of us experience in real life. I don't know where it's going yet. I think it's a little too soon, but three weeks will be here before you know it. And, you know, what is that? Where does that leave Sami Zayn? Sami Zayn yeah. is going to be coming back soon. I don't I don't know where this is going so far. It doesn't feel like a Mr. Imperfect storyline yet, you know, because he didn't drop the pizza on his pants and, you know, he didn't right. drop the, the bucket of popcorn and... I'm not. It just feels like, like a bland parent. You know, like his life is his. Like his life is over. Like he's. But I got it. He's boring. Yeah, that's a good word. Like a generic boring parent. Like there's no. I like him. They need to get him away from from that though. I mean, Kevin Steen really does have the opportunity to really pull together the entire roster. I mean, I have a lot of respect for the guy. Yeah. He was absolutely like yeah. over with or without Jericho, by himself, with Sami Zayn. It didn't matter. Kevin Owens is is really missing on the roster right now. Matter of fact, he's missing on SmackDown. 
because I would love to see him tear through some of those guys over there. And it would refresh some of those feuds, too. You know, it's just he's entirely missed. And the fact that he's been out for so long, I understand. But you know, I, many times, Kevin not Owens. not so many other people I can say that about. Yeah, know? he's become my favorite. Many times while he was on TV, he was my favorite guy to see. And it's amazing because when he first came up, Remember my little spoofs, you know, Owen's always chewing all the time, chewing all the time. Because he would have that chewing with his mouth. It just, you know, but man, he fucking sold me quickly. And uh, I can't wait for that guy to be back. Let me ask you guys for a prediction. Tomorrow night, we're going to find out who Daniel Bryan's going to be facing at Fastlane. Um, I don't know if you're with me on this, but it almost feels like they have to give Kofi Kingston a one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I feel Kofi as well. Kofi pinned him on SmackDown. That's kind of a big deal. I could see them doing something with that. And considering a lot of people's reactions from the Elimination Chamber with Kofi in it. I, I, what I, do you I, think, Kevin? You, you think so? I think it's going to be Shayna Baszler. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think it's going to be uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, no, you know what? He's going to be ready. He'll be back. He's coming back in three weeks. He'll be ready for WrestleMania. You know what? I just, I'm not, this is obviously me just brainstorming for a minute, Mm. but he ate popcorn and he ate pineapple pizza. I don't know. Is is that stuff that uh, Daniel Bryan has a problem with? I think Kevin Owens is fickle. (laughs) (laughs) He's fickle. fickle. He can bring it up. Like, can't you picture that? Like you changed, like you used to be taught. Now you're hanging out, eating pizza, you know, doing everything that you're not supposed to. He can make fun of uh, Kevin Owens' weight. Like he could say, I'm telling you, doesn't it write itself? And Kevin Owens can go back at him. Uh, stu- right. Stuff that Jeff Hardy couldn't do. None of, nobody could really hang with Daniel Bryan in a back and forth except Samoa Joe at all those guys. Miz. And, he, and, and he's a yeah, Miz can. But I'm telling you, Kevin Owens comes back and maybe he's like he's a soft, he's a typical soft American or soft Canadian or so, like he's a dad. I'm telling you, he does all the things that Daniel Bryan talks about. Pizza, hot dog, all that. That's Kevin Owens. Well, Kevin Owens is a... Uh, even from his, and they don't have to make it like a big, like he's fat guy, but just say about his weight and then challenge, uh, and then Owens can get at him, become a big baby face, get a big pop. Clearly, I think Owens is going to be a baby face. I think I think he's coming back as a, as a baby face. And, and I think him versus Daniel Bryan would be a great match. Interesting. So, I don't know. Right. Yeah, that's, it's, I just think that you, what you just said, DT, put all that stuff together. Uh, with uh, the, the, the uh, stuff yeah. that Daniel Bryan goes after people about, and he's doing vignettes, doing stuff like that. Uh, and uh, Daniel you, Bryan can rip him apart. You know, the, the only problem I have with it is, even if they announce tomorrow that Kevin Owens is his opponent, even if it was Lafayette tomorrow, I just can't help but to think that crowd is going to keep chanting Kofi and kill, until they fucking go to commercial breaks. Yeah, but yeah. it wasn't even Kofi's match. It was supposed to be Ali's. He he views a fill-in guy because uh, unless you go by the Charlotte Flair rule, where Charlotte filled in for Becky because of an accident that legitimately happened in the ring, and then became Charlotte's match. But it was really Becky's match to have. This whole the whole dynamic changed because of an accident, and now Charlotte's involved because you could say, well, Charlotte put on a hell of a match with, but she should get a rematch with uh, with Ronda Rousey, but. Wait a minute, Becky's entitled, so put the three of them in there. So you can you can argue it from either or side, but it was 
uh, Ali's match to have. Kofi was just the fortunate guy who got the rub. But you know? Ali's career is so young. It's like, you know, you'll have plenty of opportunities in the future. You know, I don't think people lost sleep that Ali wasn't in that match. No, no, I don't think so. But you guys understand that he only got it because of the misfortune of somebody else, which is why Charlotte got her thing with the misfortune of Becky, which turned out to be a great thing. Yeah. But I think I think for I'm I'm I want to probably stick to that. I think for a marquee value name, because do you guys agree? As much as Jeff Hardy is a star, isn't he kind of like he's becoming like this also ran? You know, like he's becoming like what does I say, DT? Like Meza Meza? He's becoming Give him like, back. Give him. Yeah, back. he's yeah he's but he's not any kind of title threat. I don't even I don't even know no. if Jeff Jeff's getting a, a the last title run. He's passing little even torches. A thank you. He's passing. Yeah, he's little passing torches. Torch. Yeah, he's he's passing the torches definitely. Yeah. Well, we will know within 24 hours. Okay. So we'll talk about it tomorrow night. Um, cool. Other shows, we definitely recommend. Good Friends of the Family, Texas Podcast Massacre. Great podcast focusing on pop culture, films, horror films. Shoot the Defense, podcast by soccer fans, for soccer fans. Stell, great guy. Follow, follow him on Twitter, at Shoot the Defense. Rock Reviews. Great podcast focusing on music. Most of it I've never heard of before, but still very, very entertaining nonetheless. Sneaker Addict DJ Dells with his sneaker podcast. It's much more than just sneakers. A lot of great wrestling content as well. Elman Shah, great display store. It's pop culture artwork on metal. Go to the website and uh, or the links for our shows. You can find the link for his store. And I know a few of our listeners have purchased artwork from him subzerocomics.com for all your wrestling comic book and pop culture collectible needs your best bargains llc has an amazon and an ebay store under the same name and crisis in the toyverse great podcast focusing on collectibles figures find them on youtube under the name undercover capes three more things quickly uh the early uh, it's not 100% official yet, but it looks like Derek Power won the Elimination Chamber Predictions Contest on Patreon. Uh, I have his score at 34 out of a possible 40 points. Steve Shaw won the, the uh, Consolation Prize with 33. We'll make the official announcement on Patreon tomorrow on the website and uh, uh, on the show. Um, also, uh, the... Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan dual sign photo that everybody was raving about. That was claimed on the Royal Rumble contest. However, uh, I have on its way to me two additional Ultimate Warrior sign photos. One is with Hulk Hogan. It's got the holograms from Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Creations. So they are 1000% legit. And I have an Ultimate Warrior signed photo on a plaque mounted directly from Ultimate Warrior's store. Someone did a favor for me. So those will be here in time for WrestleMania's Patreon predictions contest. So definitely look out for that. And one last thing I wanted to say before we go. He's my favorite, you know, guy in the last... 25 years out of mm -hmm. everybody as far as a non-wrestler goes he is my favorite last 25 years not even close mm. um and i have to say it that way because i'm not saying this to criticize the guy or hurt his feelings but i don't know if it was just me tonight but it looks like 
Paul Heyman is putting on an extreme amount of weight. I if, noticed that. If you're looking know, I at sideways, so, yeah, I, did. I think Paul yeah. Barra was not as heavy. And I and I'm say I'm serious. Look at him sideways today and look at photos of Paul Barra. It just looks like he is putting on a tremendous amount of weight. And look, God bless him, he's enjoying life and this and that, but you know, we also know how unhealthy that could be. And I want Paul Heyman to live to be a hundred. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but it, I looked no, at it. No, it's very not yeah, it's very noticeable. Yeah. Yeah, well, it came out of nowhere too, because I don't I don't know. I mean, I know we haven't seen him on TV in a minute and stuff like that, but it was noticeable enough that for the longest time, we nobody's really said that he's gotten heavier or smaller or anything. But for whatever reason tonight, I was like, whoa, what's going on, dude? Yeah. It, he looked extremely, extreme. He looked like he put on about 30, 40 pounds over the last year, year and a half, two years. Yeah, he's got to be well over 300 at this point. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Hopefully, uh, you know, that doesn't lead to any health complications for him. But with that said, we are done, everyone. Uh, Mish, thank you for coming on Impromptu. Uh, yes. And thank you for all the live listeners that stuck around the extra seven minutes while we fixed a little bit of uh, technical problems. You know, that region thing. I, I see what you're talking about now. And uh yeah, yeah. for Brazil, dude. I think that, that might cause a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, we figured it out. We got it fixed. So, yeah, good show, guys. All right, guys. Yeah, catch you guys tomorrow. Yeah, catch you guys tomorrow night. All right, take care. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Special thank you for Mish for coming on, spurring a moment, not planned, not announced, and uh, taking his time out to, you know, just having a ball with us tonight. It was a lot of fun doing tonight's show. Uh, we actually went twice as long as we planned on it. And I guarantee you that's because we had Mish on as well. It was great. But again, don't forget tomorrow night after SmackDown, we will return all three of us. We'll be on Patreon for your live show. So patreon.com slash Don Tony. For everyone listening live, stay tuned. You got more content momentarily. Uh, for everyone else, follow me on Twitter at Don Tony D, the website dontony.com. Also, if you check out our website, check out our Twitter, we have the links up for Discord, sign up for it. As I said yesterday, I know we had set up a Reddit page recently, but the Reddit page didn't seem to really go anywhere because it was just mostly a message board. So, you know, basically you, our listeners and our patrons, you dictate what is popular and what you like and what you don't like. And the Discord channel we set up is just blown up in a matter of a week or 10 days. So that is going to be the go-to place from now on. Not only do you can you interact with us like you've never been able to before, but we're going to be doing video podcasts soon. We're going to be taking calls soon. We're going to be doing some exclusive things on there for our patrons. We do impromptu chats, not only text, but voice. Like I said earlier today, I was on Discord uh, in some party chat. We were all on our headsets chatting with each other, just joking about Roar and some other stuff. And it was cool because we had people from Australia on. We had people from England, a couple of people from the U.S., and we were all just all talking, chatting, you know, voice, having some fun. So it's really turning into something special. And for everyone, again, on Patreon, 
you know, send me a PM with your Discord name and I will add your Patreon role to it. In about a week and a half, two weeks from now, when everybody becomes familiar with that channel, that's when we'll start adding things to it. I want to add the games because I would fucking love to play some poker or some shit with some of you out there. Not for real money, but just for bragging rights. It would be pretty fun if we uh, could start incorporating some games on that channel. But all right. So those listening on download, thank you for the support as always. Um, DTKC show will return once again uh, Monday, February 25th. For everyone else listening live, stay tuned. Support the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show on Patreon. Get access to thousands of hours of back episodes. Get bonus episodes and exclusive shows. Castle Chronicles. Breakfast Soup. Pay-per-view recaps. DVDs. Miracuzzi. Tattoos. And more. Support the show that's entertained millions for over 16 years. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Once again, Patreon.com slash Don Tony. New to Medicare? Go to MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, you can compare plans from some of the nation's top insurers. Start now to find a plan and apply online. MyHealthPolicy.com makes it easy to find a Medicare Advantage plan in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. My decision, my Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent, myhealthpolicy.com.